0: Told me this movie you write us Spread love, be wise, and let foolery fight ourselves Cause it's a war going on outside On the corner, it's a war On your TV screen every morning Not the war with the bombs and the helicopters swarming But the war for your soul That's what everyone's ignoring It's a war going on Yeah, it's a war going on Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is July twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. This is going to be episode seventy four. It's going to be called DefCon Three. The sleeping giant is awake now. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all enjoying this wonderful weather. Well, if you live in Sacramento, we had we had pretty good weather past couple days. Uh, it's only about it got up to about it was a hundred some days, but it got it was about. 90 to 95 most days, it wasn't it wasn't bad at all, it was actually pretty good, I actually enjoyed myself, you know, because I was at work uh, sitting in the AC uh, pretty much the entire time and not subjecting myself to uh, the ridiculous heat that had been taking place outside the car. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you take a look at things, you see uh, Team USA for basketball, you know, I'm a, I'm a basketball guy, I like basketball a lot. Team USA lost their first game, or their first Olympic tournament game, since 2004. Now, 2004, I was probably about, well, I was about four years old, about four or five years old in 2004, and I haven't seen Team USA lose in quite a long time. It's been a, such a long time, but this Team USA team for basketball cannot get it done. I don't even think they're going to win bronze. At the rate that this is going, because they actually lost, this is actually their third loss in the past month, and Team USA really hasn't lost a game since 2004 when they lost to Argentina. A gentleman by the name of Manu Ginobili, and if you're a basketball person, you know who that is. He played for the Spurs and he pretty much uh, torched Team USA in 2004 and uh, won the gold medal. Team USA won bronze, and it was disgraceful. And that's the thing, if you're, if you're a part of Team USA, uh, especially for, like, basketball or something, you're expected to win gold every single time. I don't know about anything else, uh, uh, gymnastics or anything else. About it. Cause I haven't watched the Olympics this year, and I don't plan on it. Although I know that there was a big uproar about some, certain things that were happening happening in the Olympics, although I really just don't care. Um, but, yeah, I'm not here to talk about the Olympics. I'm here to talk about our news So let's go ahead and get into it. So the central bank has pretty much a new infrastructure bill, right? And the bill is going to pretty much initiate a surge of inflation. So uh, you got to notice that Trump was actually warning us that a crisis was coming. And uh, a gentleman by the name of Credit Suisse, yes, that's his name, Credit Suisse, says that it's time to buy gold. And uh, I concur. I definitely concur with that. Now, you're seeing a sharp rise in Bitcoin. I actually saw that when I woke up this morning. It's my day off on uh, Monday, so I saw my, uh, I saw it rise. And uh, I just want to tell you now that, I, in my personal opinion, I think that it's a trap. Don't get too happy um, because you, you should have been leaving your emotions at the door anyway when you are investing. And if you are going to be emotional, then you should not be investing. Uh, and notice that more and more states are signing on to have their states audited, And uh, most likely, every state in the union is going to be audited sooner or later. And so the enemy is preparing to stop this information of the audits. Uh, They're going to try to stop it any way they can, and they're setting the stage for a false flag. And so you're also noticing that the pandemic is disappearing, and now the FDA and the CDC, they've actually changed the tests that they use for COVID, and now they're going to use tests that are going to distinguish between COVID and the flu. If you listen to my episode 33, I talked about that a lot how uh the flu has pretty much disappeared and even the mainstream media said the same thing right so i, I think that covid is going to now disappear while the flu reappears and uh, notice that 2020 was actually the opposite of that and so the enemy knows that this is their last push to get everyone vaccinated you'll see they're pushing hard right and they're now at the stage when they're going to start forcing it on people okay they're they there's here in the united states We're going to start seeing them force it upon people okay so i hope you're ready for that this is a battle right but the people are rising up they don't want vaccines or vaccine passports and trust me when i say the counter insurgency has begun and i don't just mean the people of this country right this is a worldwide thing like i always say and it wasn't just about the election it's about the world okay so this is a worldwide thing this is a Worldwide operation that we need to get done to fight against the global enemy because the enemy's so much wider than just in the United States, as you'll see here in my upcoming segments. All right. So when we first look at the economy, let's look at California. So Governor Gavin Newsom, he actually pretty much welcomed the nation's homeless into California on July 19th because he signed the largest homeless homeless investment bill in state history. And it's a 12 billion dollar investment at a Project Homekey site that is part of the $100 billion California Comeback Plan. And uh, it also includes $10.3 billion for affordable housing for the homeless and things like that. Now, you know that I live in Sacramento, California, and you know I always say on this podcast. I say that the homeless can pretty much do whatever they want. And uh, I give an example uh, because the idiotic mayor of, of Sacramento, his name is Ronald McDonald, and His other name is Daryl Steinberg. Uh, there was a storm there were storms in uh, Sacramento in November, December and January and February and March. and so he decided to put the homeless in City Hall garage and then they ended up condemning City Hall garage because a homeless person pretty much burned burned it up within it was an electrical fire that did not just burn the concrete but it actually burned up the rebar inside of the city hall garage and people paid to park there. And so it became a homeless encampment for a little while, but they actually put it there right now. As I speak, there's actually a gate around it. Now I got the homeless out of there, but uh, our tax dollars are going to have to go towards uh, rebuilding City Hall garage. And I estimate that to be about 10 to 15 million dollars there because it's just going to be so incredibly expensive. It's a pretty big garage, right? And it's going to be hard to pay for all this stuff because, you know, California actually pays the most taxes in the union. I estimate, uh, don't take, don't uh, hold me to this, but California pays about, if I remember correctly, 30% of the taxes that go to the federal government. And our money is inflating, so it's going to be a lot harder to pay for this, right? And so inflation is actually battering the American heartland as well, as we're seeing from Breitbart.com. Uh, many businesses are actually... Raising their prices and 50, 52% of businesses reported higher prices in July compared with June. And in June, they only had 2% of the businesses raising their prices. You also see that uh, 84% of businesses are reporting higher prices uh, from July of 2020, uh, with only 4% of businesses since July 2020 lowering their prices. I stand to imagine that the businesses lowering their prices are your big businesses like walmart costco um target things like that because they just they have the wherewithal to lower their prices and undercut the market uh pretty much hitting small businesses and uh causing them to go out of business while walmart target amazon uh, and other big businesses like costco are going to be pretty much fine because they have the money to sustain themselves All right, so moving on to there's another article by Breitbart.com. A senator by the name of Mike Lee, who is a Republican from Utah, he was talking about the uh, he pretty much denigrating the Democrats' 3.5 trillion dollar infrastructure deal. He actually described it as a reverse Robin Hood because it excuse me reverse Robin Hood because it robs the poor to give to the rich, and he warned the middle class and below uh, will be hurt most by this bill. And uh, by what he calls a Bidenomics, he calls it a another multi-trillion-dollar inflation bomb, and uh, he says that's exactly what it is—the inflation bomb that they are proposing, which some are estimating could now involve about four trillion dollars—is only going to worsen the already frightening inflation. And so, Donald Trump had a statement about this bill. He said that Senate Republicans are being absolutely savaged by Democrats on the so-called bipartisan infrastructure bill. Mitch McConnell and a small group of rhinos want nothing more than to get a deal done at any cost to prove that they that he can work with the radical left Democrats. It is so important to him that he is agreeing to almost anything. Don't do the infrastructure deal. Wait until after we get proper election results in 2022 or otherwise and regain a strong negotiation stance. Republicans, excuse me, Republicans, don't let the radical left play you for weak fools and losers, unquote there by the former president. And I would just go on to say myself that Republicans are weak fools and losers. Uh, They don't do anything. They're useless, in my opinion. And they've pretty much done nothing for me or anyone else for that matter. So, moving on to an article by ZeroHedge.com. They're saying that it's time to buy gold as a hedge against what they call extreme financial deleveraging, and Credit Suisse says. So it's actually been a while since Wall Street banks recommended anything to do with either gold or gold stocks, and uh, but in a supervi- excuse me, in a surprising reversal, last week one of Wall Street's biggest bulls by the name of Credit Suisse said that the time has come to use gold as a risk off diversifier while seeing material upside for the precious metal. That comes from ZeroHedge.com. All right, and so I know that you folks are holding cryptocurrencies, gold, precious metals. Um, I know that you are, okay? So I saw, you know, let's talk about Bitcoin for a second. So we know that the central bankers and the enemy have been, been coming out hard against Bitcoin because they want to push their central bank digital currencies, right? And so in the past... They've said that Bitcoin is dangerous because it's volatile. Now, we saw Bitcoin go up very sharply over the last three, three and a half days or so. And uh, I think that the enemy is allowing this to move upward right now. The upward move by Bitcoin, I think that the enemy is allowing it right now so that they can drop it sharply at an opportune time and show people. That, hey, Bitcoin is dangerous. It will lose you your wealth. Just come on to our central bank system and we'll take care of you, your overlords here who are pretty much your new god. Now, the reason for this is because they want people to look at the central bank digital currencies and not at precious metals or cryptocurrencies because precious metals and cryptocurrencies are currencies that are not the central banks. They're currencies that are not theirs. It's and it's, They are currencies that... The central bank and the enemy cannot control, so they don't want you looking at that because they want absolute control over you and your life. You know, sometimes I look at these uh, billionaires, people like Warren Buffett and Zuckerberg, and some of these people, and I look at the amount of money they have, and it's a ridiculous amount of money. Like Bill Gates has probably about eighty, eighty-five billion dollars, like eighty-five billion dollars with a B. That's that's incredible, right? That's a that's a that's an incredible amount of money. But why are they so focused on stripping us of absolutely everything if people like Bill Gates and the globalists can buy anything that they've ever wanted to buy. You know, you have some odd hundreds of billions of dollars, or Elon Musk has a hundred-something billion dollars, uh, Jeff Bezos has a hundred-something billion dollars, and yet these people are hell-bent on stripping the average citizen of the world of all of the things that they have, it it can only there's only one answer for it, it says these people it's 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 evil it's the, the devil it's that's all it can really be because if you have enough money to buy anything that you could ever want in life and your great 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 grandchildren it's generational wealth it's the old money that's going to be produced there and you don't want regular people to have anything it's absolutely insanity and that goes to show that it's just not hate, but it's evil. It is evil that these people are uh, co signing with. It's like, hey, you have a hundred and fifty billion dollars. Why can't I just have a hundred thousand dollars? You know? A hundred thousand is nothing compared to hundred and fifty billion. And it's not even one percent of hundred and fifty billion. Alright, so I want you to notice that uh, I have a quote here from a gentleman called Michael Saylor. And uh, Michael Saylor is actually the CEO and founder of MicroStrategy. And uh, Strategy is, is the largest independent publicly traded company with the leading enterprise analytics platform. And it actually enables what they call intelligence everywhere. And they actually have free college classes that you can, uh, that you can uh, take. And uh, Michael Saylor says that education should be free. And so Michael, Ta- Michael Saylor was talking about Bitcoin. He said, Inflation is a cancer that has been killing civilians throughout history. Bitcoin is the cure. And so Michael Saylor actually has a Twitter account. It's called Michael underscore Taylor, excuse me, Saylor, S A Y L O R. That's how you spell it, right? And so when we look at PayPal, now PayPal says that they're going to block transactions that fund hate. Now, before I go on um, reading this sentence here, um, who determines what hate is? A human being. Uh, Human beings do not determine and cannot determine what hate really is, right? And so the person, uh, Yahoo, actually says, I can see them starting with Syrian terrorists and then the Proud Boys, climate change deniers, anti-vaxxers, and then flat earthers. And then reports like Snowden excuse me, reporters like Snowden and Assange, and then you. They say, Bitcoin is uncensorable and solves this. This comes from Yahoo, who's talking about PayPal there. So uh, I think that you should, you better buy up that Bitcoin. And if you don't, if you start selling your Bitcoin, I'm gonna, just going to buy it. All right, so moving on quickly. Let's look at the border really, really quickly here. So i are seeing from a daily call that more than 20,000 illegal immigrants were actually apprehended in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas in one week as federal detention facilities in the area were holding nearly double their intended capacity. And that was reported by my RGV on Sunday. And so at one of these facilities, um, there are 7,000 migrants detained, uh, as of Sunday, despite the regional capacity of around 3000. So it's, uh, double capacity, and then some. So uh, federal officials reportedly held an emergency meeting on Sunday to discuss the high numbers of the detainees. They're saying that, quote, it's the hottest part of the summer and apprehensions are skyrocketing. All right, so let's move on. Let's move on to the part that I wanted to talk about the most here. So Let's talk about protests. Now, I'm not talking about the protests of 2020 when Black Lives Matter was killing, shooting, and looting. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about protests. People who are protesting against the tyranny, right? so the first place I want to look at is Tunisia, right? So in Tunisia, lots of people, thousands of people took to the streets to celebrate after the president of Tunisia, whose name is Kais Saeed. He ejected all members of parliament for the COVID measures that they took that destroyed the economy. President Saeed is anti-lockdown and anti-mask. The members of parliament are set to be judged at the end of the month for the harm that they caused Tunisia. Right? Doesn't that sound familiar? How parliament and people of government were taking COVID measures that destroyed the economy? The economy in 2020... Isn't that what happened after they took these lockdown measures? It is what happened, right? So what? You, one thing I want you to know is you can actually look these things up on Reddit with Tunisia. You can actually see videos of the protests. I want you to know is that the military and the police are actually united with the people and showing solidarity. Now, people are celebrating, and they're on camera saying that they took their country back. And some of the interviews with these people are saying, we took our country back, Right Now, of course, the mainstream media is saying that Tunisia's democracy is in trouble because the mainstream, you know, the mainstream media are the ones who push the COVID fear. And now you have a strong president in Tunisia who's against COVID, against the lockdowns, against the masks, against the vaccines and things like that. And the mainstream media is saying that Tunisia's democracy is in trouble. So if the mainstream media is saying that Tunisia's democracy is in trouble, that means that Tunisia's democracy is in a good place, and we should be rooting for the president of Tunisia. If it can happen overseas somewhere else, it can happen in America as well. Now, let's take a look at France. Now, at least 160,000 people and I got this from the mainstream I you know I got this from the mainstream media I got 160,000 from the mainstream media so it was probably double that right so at least 160,000 people are marching against the vaccine mandate and the mainstream media is calling these marchers and protesters far right activists uh, and it's it's actually absolutely preposterous and ridiculous uh, because there can it doesn't matter if you're left right <laughs> doesn't matter republican democrat libertarian It doesn't matter. You can see what's going on. You can see that it's bad. You know, anybody can see that it's bad. Now, these people, uh, these marchers in France, they actually stormed, stormed what's called the Portier Town Hall, and they threw Emmanuel Macron's portrait out the window. Now, if you don't know, Emmanuel Macron is the president of France. They actually threw his portrait out of the window. I say good for the people in France. Uh... Godspeed to them. Now let's look at Austria. Now in Vienna, Austria, the police are marching along, protesters with helmets in hand. And the police have started to turn against the globalists and central bankers. So the people in Austria, Vienna, Austria are marching against the tyranny that is going on uh in Austria, and the police are joining with them. I think that in my personal opinion, I think the military will follow as well. Now, take a look at Washington, D.C. There's a large crowd of protesters marching peacefully towards the White House to call on Biden to take action against the communist regime in Cuba. Now, these people are saying, what do Cubans want? Freedom. There's a large group there, okay? Uh, there's actually a, some Trump supporters there, too, in the mix and everything like that. And uh, I want you to notice that the world's waking up okay, I know that this stuff hasn't happened in America yet, I just, things have to happen in America before, uh, we get people taken to the streets, um, but, you know, Trump was warning that a crisis was coming, so, um, just, that stuff will happen later, uh, just, I would just recommend getting storable food and things like that uh, in order to get ready for this stuff. Now, I know I wasn't really going to talk about the Olympics, but I'm going to just I have a one story real quick. So, A gentleman by the name of John Rahm, who is a Spanish golfer, he actually pulled out of the Olympics because of coronavirus. Now, according to multiple reports, Rahm has tested positive for the coronavirus, and he's withdrawn from the Olympics. And now it's the second time uh, John Rahm has tested positive for the virus over the past couple of months, and he is vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So that means that, uh, you know, we know that the PCR tests and the COVID tests are pathetic and ridiculous and falsified. Um so but the PCR tests are telling us that even if you're vaccinated you can still test positive for COVID. Okay? That's what that's pretty much what it's telling us. Okay. So moving on here. Let's uh, go ahead and move on. So we're seeing that California is actually mandated uh vaccines for all state workers. Or they're mandating that state workers get tested frequently, right? I don't know how often frequently is. It could be every other day for all I know. And it's not just California because we're seeing New York, New York City is going to mandate the vaccine for all city workers as the cases rise. Now, Pasadena, California is doing the same exact thing. Now, we know that the mainstream media is pushing their fabled and alleged delta variant and now they actually have they have the lambda variant in their back pocket so if you can you know, or if you will uh i mean well you already know about the delta variant that they're citing but uh, if you can or if you will go ahead and google search or research or bing search um the lambda variant of covid19 you know that the media has that in their back pocket and so the media is going to be pushing oh you need a booster shot You need a booster shot for your COVID-19 vaccine. You get two shots and then you get a booster shot, right? I've never heard of a booster shot in my entire life. Um, Things like polio, scoliosis, and other things. I've never heard of a booster shot for anything, Ebola. I've never heard of a booster shot in my life for a disease. But apparently it exists because COVID-19 is the most deadly disease known to man. And we're all going to die if we don't get the vaccine because it's the new black plague and the new dark ages, right? And so... Bloomberg.com is saying that the variant has thrown us a curveball. Uh, this comes from Mayor Bill de Blasio. He says, if someone is unvaccinated, unfortunately, they pose a greater risk. He also said, quote, my message to the private sector is go as far as you can right now. I would strongly urge a vaccination mandate. Now, <sighs> Told you before that they're gonna start forcing these things on us and you know I work for the city of Sacramento, so it's not long before the city of Sacramento uh mandates these vaccines. And I told you folks before that uh I'd be on vacation. I'm taking a vacation. If this happens, I'm taking a vacation, uh, and I'm telling you, have fun, good luck. Uh or, you know, these unemployment benefits are looking pretty nice. You know, you get six hundred dollars a week, which is not a lot. Six hundred bucks a week is not a lot about 2400 a month but um but yeah that's that's the next option for me (laughs) but i actually have another job in the chamber that i've been applying for and i'm in the process for thank god um i'm not gonna say what it is and i probably will never ever say what it is um probably until a while from now but um just go ahead and pray for me that I can go ahead and get this new job. Because I see where things are going. And the job that I'm applying for is in a different county. And I've done a pretty, pretty good job so far. I'm excited to do it. I'm excited for the interview. I'm excited for the things I've uh, passed. Like the uh, you had to take a test. You had to take a physical test for it. Um, so it's a job that's a uh, little that's deeper into the field that I'm in now. And too bad I can't tell you what I do uh, for my privacy and for my family's privacy and safety. Um, But just pray for me that I can uh, get this done because I'm trying, I'm really, really trying my best, trying my hardest. So moving on from, you know, me. (laughs) I don't want to sit and talk about me for too long. But here's something I want to, want you to notice. Okay, I want you to notice which states are, following the agenda and pushing the fear of the you know the covid variants and things like that so why would the government and the state government need to force people into getting a vaccine okay it's because those people don't want to get the vaccine right and if covid was super deadly and it was going to kill us all believe me people would be lining up to get the vaccine and so the government tried every every gimmick in the book to coerce people into getting the shot and now they're left with only one option, and they're, they're going to force you to do it if you like it or not, and dictators are always going to show you their true colors. Remember, remember in the 1930s when Hitler told the churches, um, well, the, the government in the United States told the churches the same thing, but Hitler and the 30s told the churches, hey, well, he told the Catholic churches this. He said, "Hey, we'll allow you to stay open and do your thing as long as you don't talk about politics or what's going on in government." And the Catholic churches agreed, right? And uh, Hitler later went went ahead and took over the churches, took control of them uh, later in the Nazi Germany timeline, and it didn't matter whether or not they were preaching nazi propaganda or not hitler went ahead and took control of the churches anyway and that's what the government in the united states did in the 1960s right i'll talk about that in a different podcast episode but that is uh high level dark stuff that i'll be getting into there and uh i'll be really really messing with some high dark powers All right, so I want you to look at, uh, there's a former, this comes from the Gateway Pun. there's a former mayor of Chicago, his name is Rahm Emanuel. He says that we must create a reward slash punishment system for vaccines. And he says that there's a lot of things we can do without calling the vaccine a mandate. All right, folks, I want you to catch this. This is really, really important. So Dr. Fauci is actually arguing that unvaccinated people are going to cause the virus to mutate into a deadly new variant. Why is this important? Okay, this comes from the gateway bonnet. But this is extremely important because I told you about Operation Lockstep when the Rockefellers were planning to release a virus, a virus with a that was pretty much not deadly at all, and then if the people did not adhere to the lockdowns and the vaccine they would then release a deadly virus that had at least a 30% mortality rate. This is going directly along the lines of which which the uh, Rockefellers were planning, okay? Fauci's talking about a deadly new variant, and believe you me, take it to the bank, mark my words, these people are sick, and these people do have a deadly virus ready for us, if we don't adhere to their lockdowns and their vaccine demands, and so because of that, they're going to be saying, "See, see, I told you that the vaccine was—I told you that the uh, that the virus is deadly." And so, the biased news on Twitter tweeted out that the Department of Justice notified Pitt, Michigan, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, excuse me, that it has declined to investigate the state's handling of COVID nineteen patients. And nursing homes, you know, people like Phil Murphy, Gretchen Whitmer, and Andrew Cuomo putting uh, COVID patients into nursing homes and pretty much killing people, murdering people in order to get the COVID death numbers up to push fear. Remember, fear is important because the Nazis said that in order to get the German people to go along with the Nazi agenda, they just had to convince the German people that they were under attack and make them afraid. And so, Ron DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida, he actually refuses mask mandates for students, and the White House is pretty much scolding him for it. So, Ron DeSantis says, we're not doing that in Florida. We need our kids to breathe. Now, so, the White House actually scolded him for refusing to enact mask mandates for children younger than 12. Um, The White House Press press Secretary Jen said, quote, if I were a parent in Florida, that would greatly, excuse me, that would be greatly concerning to me, unquote. She said that during a press briefing. She's just saying what they told her to say. And also, the governor of Tennessee, of the governor of Tennessee, is pausing uh, the vaccine promotion to children. He actually backs the firing of a top health official who wanted uh, te- uh, Tennessee to promote vaccines to children. All right, so when we look at Singapore, okay, they're saying that uh, Yahoo.com is saying that vaccinated people make up 75% of recent COVID-19 cases in Singapore, but only, uh, but very few of them are falling ill. Wow, I thought this was most, supposed to be the most dangerous disease of all time. You're going to die. Wow. So vaccinated individuals accounted for three quarters of Singapore's COVID-19 infections in the last four weeks, but they were not falling seriously ill. And this uh, it's actually government data that show this as a rapid, excuse me, a rapid ramp up in inoculation levels, fewer people r- or unvaccinated. And so now, fa- and finally, the FDA is admitting that PCR tests give false results, but it actually prepares the ground for uh, Biden to crush the, the, uh, the pandemic. Right? So, the FDA joined the WHO and Dr. Fauci in admitting that there is a notable risk of false results from the standard PCR tests to define whether an individual is a COVID case or not. unbelievable. And that's the thing. The FDA and the CDC and the WHO will admit the truth, along with Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, they'll admit the truth, and then things that the mainstream media doesn't report on this. And so the public pretty much doesn't know and think that, thinks that there's a pandemic All right, so a few things before I get out of here. So first thing is that uh, the Hill, the the, uh, quote, and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she says, quote, why don't Republicans want us to learn how not to be racist? Why don't Republicans want kids to know how not to be racist? And uh, she says that when talking with CNN's Don Lemon. uh, We know Don Lemon's a, a nut job. Okay, so Rasmussen has a poll. Now, you know what I say about polls. I I didn't take the poll. I don't know if you took the poll. I didn't take the poll, though. But um, Rasmussen was asking, Are most white Americans racist? Uh, White people are saying 72% of white people are saying no, they are not. 44% of blacks are saying no, while 30% are saying they're not sure. Other non-white people are saying that there's 68% saying no, Democrats are saying uh, no by 52%. 26% does not is not sure. The unaffiliated, uh, 67% are saying no. The GOP, uh, 87% are saying no. And all adults, 67% are saying no, while 19% are saying they're unsure. And you can do the math to calculate who said yes. Uh, the... Uh, the dumbest in our society were saying, yes, the, the the lowest IQ of people in our society are saying that most white Americans are racist. That, 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 that's, that's the lowest IQ in our society, right? They have room temperature IQs like 72 and 45 and things like that. They have, they have their low IQ people who are saying most white Americans are racist because most white Americans are, in fact, not racist And uh, it would take a lot for me to sit here and look at a white person and say that they're racist. It would take a lot for me to say that. uh, Because I'm a black man here in America. And I worked hard to get where I am today. And uh, it takes hard work for anyone to get to a great place. Okay, I mean, well, maybe you have parents who will just, you know, inherit money. But for the majority of people, it takes hard work. I was out there landscaping. In hundred and five degree weather every single day, Monday through Friday, walking twelve miles a day. I'm not even sure I can do that now, but uh, it's just where I was at the time, and I worked hard, and I got to the job where I'm at now, and I'm thankful. And it seems as if uh, the Red Sea, the Red Sea, is clearing for me to get another job here, and I'm, uh, I'm still here. Trying uh, the best that I can now to get this new job and things like that. So thank God for that. Thank God for the opportunity. And so we're seeing on Twitter. uh, Representative of Florida. His name is Anthony Sabatini. He is calling for a forensic audit in Florida's five largest counties. He says, voter confidence in our election is at an all-time low. And it's our elections officials. uh, Excuse me. He says, it's time our elections officials start showing Transparency and so we're also seeing that there's a motion filed in Georgia in a Georgia court for immediate inspection of Fulton County 2020 ballots. It says voter GA's Garland Favorito is leading the court case to inspect roughly 140,000 mail in ballots from the November 3rd election. All right, so I actually have on my notes here, I have a picture of here of it says these the 10 stages of genocide. It comes from the red pill pharmacist on telegram. He says, number one, classification. People are divided into us. And then M- remember, this is the 10 stages of genocide. The second stage of genocide, symbolization. People are forced to identify themselves. Number three, discrimination. People begin to face systematic discrimination. Number four, dehumanization. People are equated with animal animals, ferment or diseases. Number five, organization. The government creates specific groups like the police and military to enforce the policies. Number six, polarization. The government broadcasts propaganda to turn the populace against a certain group of people they don't like. Number seven, preparation. Official action is instated to remove and relocate those people that they don't like. Number eight, persecution. It is the beginning of murders, theft of property. Trials and massacres. Number nine, extermination, wholesale elimination of the group. It is extermination and not murder because the people are not considered human. Number ten, denial, the government denies it has committed any crime. And those are the ten stages of genocide. Well, I would like to tell you folks that most people here in America believe in American traditional values and most people here in America are conservative because I think about twenty-six or twenty-seven states are controlled by the Republican Party. So that would constitute a majority of the people here. And Devin Nunes says the left will have to result in using CGI and deep fakes in order to sell their message. Now CGI is computer generated imaging now why would they result in cgi huh i just want you to think give it give that a good a good thought now some people are don't think that it's joe biden really up there in uh the white house and things like that so thank you so much for listening i love you i'm thankful for you i'm thankful to be alive i'm thankful that god sent his son be well, be safe, be ready for anything. I, If I were you folks, I would go ahead and buy some storable food and things like that. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. Just spend 150 bucks on it, you know, because you know, you never know what could happen. You know, worst case scenario, you just have food sitting in your closet and things like that. And I just want you to be ready for anything, you know. And uh, I want you to know that the people are rising up. People around the world are rising up in America's time to rise up hasn't come in. You don't see people taking to the streets yet because it hasn't gotten super bad yet. Because in these countries like Austria, France, Cuba, it has gotten super bad, okay? It won't, in America, people won't rise up until it gets to that point. So we have to wait to get there. Things are going to get worse before they get better, okay? You have to remember that Mike Lindell is releasing his election fraud data he has he said he has 37 teraflops of it and the fcc is uh gonna conduct their emergency broadcast uh, test on the 11th michael Lindell is going to release his things on the 10th 11th and 12th um there's no such thing as coincidences um you just have to wait on god you know because god is not asleep these people around the world here are not protesting for nothing, okay? It's going to come a time when we are going to have to join them here. And my job here was to tell you what's really, really going on. And so that you can see what's really, really going on, okay? Uh, I just cannot leave you out here uh, to dry. And so that's why I'm going to be doing the podcast until it's my time to stop. in the podcast when everything is over and, uh, and we take our country back. I won't stop until then, so thank you again so much for listening, I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow on Wednesday.